Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hey everyone, this is Chatting with Nat. It's Natalie Jean, it's Natalie Jean. And today we have the honor of having singer-songwriter Honey Rivar. I hope I said that right. Going viral with over 500,000 views in under three days on YouTube, singer-songwriter Honey has captured the hearts of listeners through her recovery journey, faith-based perspective, and her unparalleled vocal ability. She was recently nominated into the Recording Academy and has a resume which includes live performances from Madison Square Garden, XL Energy Center, and Nassau Coliseum. Honey's new music showcases extreme emotional depth to create connection and camaraderie and list with listeners and those in need of support. Let's give her a round of applause. Yay. Hi, honey. How are you? Thank you. Good, Natalie. How are you? I'm okay. I'm glad that we finally got the chance to connect. I know. I know. I'm sorry about last week. I know Instagram yeah. was having some technical difficulties. Yeah. With all this new technology out there, you wouldn't think that that happens. But hey, that's life. How do you say, how do you say, how do you say your last name? It's Rebar. I think you might have said it right. So you were you were pretty spot on. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. So how have you been during this? How do I put it? Pandemic, COVID had some babies, Roe versus Wade, elections, George Floyd, cicadas, yeah. mass shootings. I mean, it's so just wow. tsunamis, earthquakes, assassinations. I mean, it's been yeah. one thing after the other. So, how have you been through all of this? Oh, oh, for, sorry, I'm Bezos and polio tried to make a comeback. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those ones in there, right? <laughs> um, man, honestly, it's it's been a whirlwind. Um, I actually reside in Minneapolis, so uh, George Floyd, everything that had happened with him, um, really was um, as bad as you know everyone's made it. Um, there were riots and fires and outbursts, you know, and rightfully so. There's a lot of anger and for. Uh, a very real reason. Um, I, I fortunately um, took um, a lot away from the actual COVID pandemic. Um, I know um, there was so much um, misery through all that, especially with mental health and physical health and, and just all the things, you know, that um, all the dimensions of wellness that we face every day. Um, But fortunately for me, COVID actually allowed me to kind of, hit that pause button, hit that stop button and um, kind of uh, figure out what I'm doing was was doing with my life. And Mm. it allowed me to kind of take that step back um, from being in the mix of like the social 
settings and the, you know, constant, um, you know, plans every night and, and going out. And I mean, I, I overcame my struggle with addiction during mm-hmm. COVID. I was able to look my, my issues in the face and, okay. um, you know, come to peace with them and, and heal through that process. So in a way, COVID for me was um, a healing time um, through the chaos um, and it allowed me to find my voice. So it was, it's, it's been a journey though. That's for sure. Well, good for you. Um, you know, obviously the pandemic, ooh, la la, was very bad. And, you know, people lost lives, people lost family members, people lost limbs, people had long-term COVID. I got COVID three times and I was vaccinated. And I got oh, long-term Yeah, and I got long-term COVID. That, that thing is no joke. While also going through yeah. menopause, hot flashes, insomnia. It was it was no joke. It's been no joke. I kid you not. I have to tell all no. the ladies out there when you get menopause. Oh, the menopause is just I can't. It's the high flashes. Are it's serious. a whole different game. It's a whole different game. It's a whole different game. But you know, totally. besides besides all of that happening, you know, there were some pros, like like what you said. You know, you were able to look uh, at your addictions and and you got over them and you really thought about things. So. Uh, what the pandemic did it allowed people to have a lot of self introspections. You know, I like I, I saw families members walking together, and that shouldn't be a weird thing. But I think people are so into the fast paced life they don't take time to breathe. I saw, um, co- yeah, colleagues were like they realized they weren't spending enough time with family members. They decided to cut back on work, and there were a lot of people that quit their jobs. So there are people yeah. that decided they they really looked at their lives and. You know, some people are just miserable in the, in their job setting, and they realize, you know, I have to be happy. I know I have to make a living, food to eat, clothes on my back, uh, roof over my head, but I need to be happy. Let me do something that's more in line with my destiny, my mission. A lot of people wanted to work from home. So a lot of people did that. And then there's people like you and I um, that created, you know, albums, EPs, singles, tracks, whatever. Some people decide to rebrand. Some people... Um, decided not to do music anymore. They're like, no, not doing that anymore. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So besides yeah. all all the things that you said, um, for your music, was there anything that you wanted to change? Were you were you okay yeah. to say, I'm Honey yeah. Weaver. I know who I am. That's it. Mm-hmm. Or did you think about yeah. anything else? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'll I'll say. Um, during my recovery process, you know, I, I actually submitted myself into a, into a outpatient mm. facility um, that focused on the eight dimensions of wellness. And during that um, exploration of myself, um, I found that my spirituality in those eight dimensions was lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually joined my worship team at my church and um, through worship every Sunday, and now I'm a youth leader at my church um, with teenagers, you know, mm-hmm. going into the real world and stuff. And they're the they're the future. They're our future and everything. You know, I so I, I knew I had to change um, the yeah. direction of my music because I was yeah. I was singing. I always wrote stuff that was about my journey, about life, about circumstances that I had been through. So it was all mm-hmm. personal to my story, oh. but. Um, but it was a pretty dark story, you know, living in addiction, you don't really have um, a clear path of light. It's, it's kind of foggy right. in there. And, and you just write about the things that you're feeling in the moment. And 
my music changed a lot during my recovery and during COVID. Mm-hmm. And it, um, the beginning changes of those were my, the stories pertaining to anyone in um, that realm of life who are going through like addiction struggles or, right. um, or who are looking for those like um, it, moments of inspiration and in, in music where they're like, Oh, I feel that too. Or, Oh my gosh, I, I, I've been through that or that's how I feel. So I created right. a lot of, yeah, so some sad music that people could kind of feel their feelings through, and then some uplifting songs that, you know, inspire hope. And then, and now that's changing even more. So I'm kind of falling out of that pop commercial realm into the Christian pop world. And now all my music is becoming um, faith, faith focused and um, just focusing on Him. Because I feel like when we, when we start to take our minds off of ourselves and we take our path off of just ourselves and Mm. we start to focus it on the grander scheme of things and what life is rather than what we think life should be. um, Mm. I feel like we experience the wholeness of who we are and the purpose that we're here to fulfill. um, And we're not blindsided and, and, and um, fogged by the things that are, you know, weighing in on us, you know, when it's not about us anymore, our journey becomes a little lighter and um, we don't feel like so much of a burden is put on us to be a certain way or act a certain way. It's just us being who we are and, and being able to tell our story and, and live out our journey um, the most honestly that we can, you know? And I think that's, um, I think that's a mindset that, the world has started to kind of shift into, especially after COVID, like who mm. am I um, without everyone else, you know, aside right. from being a mother and a sister and a caretaker, like who am I without all those people, you know, what are the things that fill me and make me whole? And I guess these songs are kind of that, that digging, digging into who we are a little more and, and, opening up about the things we're embarrassed about and, and celebrating the things that we um, want to acknowledge, you know, and not being ashamed to say that we're proud of something or we're, we're grateful for something, you know? So that's, yeah. So that's the kind of road I've been taking now. It's definitely changed. And, and I, and I love that, um, you know, during the pandemic, I, I watched a lot of, um, well, actually, I took a course on TikTok. It was like TikTok Cap, Cap University, and they said that the oh sure the, the videos that did the best, that do the best, that do well, are the ones where people are being authentic, people are being real. Because when they look at mainstream artists, they're like, oh, I don't know if I could ever achieve that. But when they look at real people, they say, oh, I can do that too. Um, and so what yes. a lot of the artists. So during that time, I think people had more time to discover new artists, especially independent artists. And they were just like, oh my God, I can relate to this person. This person um, sings about the stuff that I need to hear at that moment. It, 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 I actually read a small little, a small part in an article about Taylor Swift, and they were talking about how Taylor Swift has gained friends through her music. Like she makes people see, uh, feel very comfortable in the in the fact that they feel like she's like their best friend, like they can talk to her. Because one thing about Taylor Swift, I give her credit for this, is that she stands up yeah. for what she believes and she doesn't care. She's like. I'm going to tell you what, how I feel. If you don't like it, then you can, you know, go away, blah, blah, blah. Or yep. stay with and this is so, so I really appreciate that. Um, and I appreciate anybody that says, you know what, what works for me works for me. 
if it doesn't work for you, fine. We can agree to disagree because the world is so vast. Mm-hmm. There's so many different types of people. There's so many different types of ideas. As we can see, <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> shifting changes in the world right now. So in yeah. music, and I saw every artist that comes on here, we have a superpower. Our superpower is music. Music has the power to heal. It has the power to move mountains. It has the power to, you know, people when they're mad, they play it. When they're happy, they play it. When they're sad, they play music. It helps people in some way. And so I love artists that are like social impact artists or, or artists that, you know, talk you know, sing about their lives, but also are not a afraid to express their own spirituality through music. Like the, the radio station that I listen to is K-Love. And I happened upon K-Love mm-hmm. a little bit by accident. One day, the station was, no, I find out they changed. The, it wasn't the same people anymore. And it was K-Love. And then I changed the station. And for some reason, that station was just not working. So then I went back to K-Love. And, and the song that came on was the song I needed to hear at that moment. For whatever mm. was going on in my life, that, I love that. I, that's, I, mean, I, I don't even know what it was at that at that time, but it was something that I needed to hear. And since then, yeah. that's all that I listened to is K Love because the inspirational music on there is awesome. And one of the um, Danny Gorky always says people think that traditional mm-hmm. music, Christian music, can't be fun and you can't get down to it. Or this, that, and the other, but Caleb proves them wrong because oh, all yeah. the songs is uplifting <laughs> and they're and they're very down to earth. It's not you know oh oh let's praise Jesus. No, it's not about that. You know they don't do it that you know the way it was monotonous back in the day. Yeah, so I, I appreciate. Well, of course, <laughs> well, and it's nice because so often, like the music and society we listen to or that's playing now is just about the things of the world and, and, and what you have. And, and that's, I think the complete opposite of what our world needs to be taught and we need a redirection and um, we need to um, unlearn and relearn something completely fresh and new. And that needs to steer completely away from things and, and status. And, you know, I just feel like, um, the external is so um, of this world. And when we can obtain information and knowledge and a higher understanding of stuff that's mm-hmm. not of just this world and of something far deeper than this, I feel like, again, our lives just become more whole. They become happier. And we feel like we have this inner secret or inner knowledge that um, mm-hmm. not everybody obtains unless they want to, you know, it's all right. a choice and it's all right. an option. It's all ours for the taking so just making that choice to say yeah I want to I want to know I want to learn what that thing is or what those things are that aren't here necessarily that aren't just monetary valued things or things I can touch or that are tangible you know Um, and I think music that acknowledges that you know there's something way bigger and more powerful than how much money you have or what kind of shoes you're wearing I feel like that music is so inspiring not that the other music secular music isn't inspiring as well um because sometimes monetary value can make a person feel like they've succeeded in many out in ways especially if you never grew up with that monetary um income you know that's that's a level that you feel like you've hit so i get that too but um the worship just does something different like you said you needed to hear it and 
um, there it was playing for you, you know? Yeah, it, it definitely hits in, in a different manner. Now, how did you get involved in music? Did you come out of the womb? And you're like, oh, honey, honey's doing music. Or, were you, or was it something that you heard or saw that inspired sure, you to sure. industry, this crazy industry, I might add? <laughs> I know, isn't it, though? Um, honestly, I... I came out singing. I I um, remember from some of my earliest memories at like three years of age, um, watching the musical Annie and watching mm. musicals like Wizard of Oz and stuff and yeah. just seeing them singing. So I, I thought that was a normal thing. So when I saw movies that didn't have singing, I'm like, why aren't they singing in it? Yeah. Um, and ultimately, I, I learned all these songs. You know, I watched Annie on repeat. I watched it like two times before I go off to like preschool and then like two times when I get home from preschool and the whole time when she'd be singing, I'd be singing along with her and I'd try to like morph my voice to sound like hers. So growing up then, um, I had a mom and dad who just were all about music. You know, my mom grew up doing theater. My dad is this insane guitar player. So music was always in our house and, um, you know, the deep pop divas like Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, all those lovely ladies were always playing in our household. And um, I just remember whenever my mom and dad would play their music, I would just try to sound like them and sing like them. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of how it all happened. I mean, I, I growing up, I was, I did uh, musical theater. I was in uh, talent shows, competitions. I wow. did American Idol, uh, The Boys, stuff like that. Yeah, I did. I, you know, I went through um, all these rounds, and, and people ask me about that a lot because I had some audition footage on some of the, some of the, um, in some of the seasons. But right. I never ended up actually signing that contract because I was like, you know, a seven year all in, like everything Thank owned you. by the. Yeah, seven years at the time, I was like, heck, no, I can't do that. Like, I don't have any creative control whatsoever. So I said no to that. Um, But still, cool. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, no, thank you. So, um, but so, yeah, so I grew up singing, um, being a theater or doing theater, all those lovely things. But it wasn't until I graduated from college I went to NYU I moved out of Minnesota ended up moving to New York um, Mm -hmm. lived there for seven years did regional theater traveled did touring Um, but finally I was like you know I think music's the way I want to go as much as I love theater I love dancing I love acting I felt like I wasn't being my truest self and I felt like in a way theater was kind of muddying my mind Mm -hmm. and um, disassociating me with really was like, it's almost like I was becoming so involved with who I was portraying that I wasn't actually being myself because I was trying so hard every time I went in an audition room or went in for a reading right. to literally morph myself into that character. And that would make me lose sight of who I actually was. So I ended up, uh, deciding to go the music route, like 100% recorded music. And I moved out to LA in 2013 and recorded my first EP, literally three days. I, I moved there and three days later I was in the studio recording and we wrote and recorded everything in five days. 
and um, and then I got it out there. It was completely funded um, uh, by GoFundMe. The people who supported oh, wow. me got me. Yeah, so I'm I'm grateful for the opportunities that I've been blessed with, and that um, my community has been so supportive in on this journey. Um, so the people have been watching me since I was like four or five years old, six years old, in these talent shows who still. <laughs> follow and support that's the stuff where I'm like okay it doesn't matter how much money you've got or how what kind of shoes you got on your feet I got support like this like I'll never go down you know so that's kind of the where the gratitude in my heart lives you know is that the people that that come along on the journey and that you know tell you you can do it and you know support support you and everything so but yeah and that was that's kind of where I got started with my uh recording journey um and through that through that time my um my mission was just to have a voice for for young ladies you know I wrote a song called plastic um Mm -hmm. that literally talks about um being yourself um not changing for society and being um being proud of who you are you know because we've got this one life here um and you know, as much as you want support and love of others, which we do need ultimately, if you don't got your own back and you don't support your own self, you know, um, that that's where the challenge comes in because you're going to be with you till till the end. So it's like you got to love yourself mm-hmm. and be proud of who you are and honor yourself, you know. Um, so that was kind of the beginning of that musical journey. And with that, um came that you know the transformation through my recovery process and everything which I told you about but yeah but that's kind of how that went awesome and what what do you love most about being an artist oh man so many things um I you know I was just I was just talking to my uh, partner the other day in the car I was saying you know worship I just feel like is the truth you know uh, the truest embodiment of who I am you know like when I sing um and when I write I feel like I'm I'm writing about things deep within that I don't necessarily get to talk about on a daily basis and I feel like music has like you said the power to heal and the power to change minds and the power to um change the mood you're even in you know or enhance what you're feeling or help you think through the things that you haven't been necessarily able to sit down and think about yet so um having that kind of power um really is a gift and it's not to I don't think it's something that should be toyed with and it's not something that should be taken advantage of nor should it should the listeners be taken advantage of so um, my hope is with the music that I'm creating that it just, again, um, inspires people to feel and know that they can do whatever it is that they set their minds to and that they are beautiful the way they are. And they don't have to change because the people or the society around them is telling them to, um, because that's just going to ruin ruin the journey, you know? Like the whole point is for us to be ourselves again, so... Um, but yeah, so that I, um, so yes, I find lots of, um, power, passion and, um, productivity in music. I find that, you know, I've got, I've got four side jobs as well. So I've got a day job in marketing. I'm a 
music teacher, I'm a worship leader, and I also clean houses and do event planning on the side. So um, having this vessel that has lived within me since I can literally recall my first memories, um, having music as my main line um, (laughs) for as many years as I've been on this planet truly has been um, a gift and, um, again, a, a power in a way that um, I think all of us have been blessed with, you know, those who are putting it into use and the ones who aren't putting their gifts into use, like hopefully, hopefully they will. And hopefully those who are, are inspiring them to get theirs out there as well. Cause you never know whose life you're going to touch through the words you're going to say or through the notes you're going to sing. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand. Um, I also have a song <laughs> out there called authentically me so I completely um it's all about loving yourself and accepting yourself so I completely get it now Mm -hmm. I am going to play your song look up uh tell the audience what that's about look up is my newest single it is coming out Friday July 7th and for any of those listeners who like to get on it really quickly, it actually comes out um, at 11 p.m. Central Time on Thursday, July 6th, if you want to listen right away. But the official release is Friday. And this song is, um, you know, I, I was sitting in the studio one night, and I was thinking about my youth group, my group of girls. I got a group of girls who are just, so amazing. They're 11th graders, they're juniors in high school, and um, they're all going through so much, like mm-hmm. all kinds of things in life, you know, whether positive, negative, you know, lots of stresses, lots of uplifting moments. So kind of like a mix of all these things. But I thought to myself, what is the message? What is, what is something I need to tell these girls Right. If their life ever goes to the wayside, you know, like mm-hmm. mine did, because I, I, I see myself and a lot of these girls growing up, they're just so beautiful and bright eyed and just know what they want. But right. it's but sometimes life just it, you take a detour and you, you make the wrong decisions. And then suddenly you're going going 100 miles an hour down the wrong tunnel. And you're like, why? How did I get down this? How did I turn down this way? So the whole point of this song look up is just to pretty much give them the roadmap to the answers. Um, and that is through the Lord, um, looking up and finding the solutions in what he's calling us to, um, rather than looking to society for those answers, um, look up, you know, and I guess in the lyrics, I'm talking about like my past, um, like wondering if, like I'm loved, if I'm good enough, if I'm worthy of these things. But um, the whole turning point is we are. We are worthy of these things. We are good enough. We are loving and worthy of love. Um, that's what the song's about. Look up. Okay, let me play it. <laughs> Good 
That was that's a great that's a great song. It's alive. It's alive. It's popping. It's popping. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to feel like, that we're just popping along with life, you know? Not everything has to be so serious. We don't have to be so hard on ourselves all the time. We don't have to, yeah, just lighten up, let it go. Like, the world, it's not so serious. And if the creator of who you are isn't upset with you, then there's no reason you should be upset with yourself and and not let anybody else give you any crap for it, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. Um, congratulations on becoming a member of the Recording Academy. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it is an honor. And it, it really is a great group of people, such intelligent, creative individuals who have great heads on their shoulders, just have clear minds and, and know what their vision is. And I personally am inspired by them um, every day. And it's cool to be amongst such great company of um, such beautiful individuals, you know, who have a mission to do similar things, you know, have and you, if not similar, different things. <laughs> did you just become a member this year? Um, last year, 2022 was the year. That's it. Were you that's able a, to go to the Grammys? Um, I was invited, yes, but man, I'm not going to lie. Tickets are so expensive even for members like with the discounted rate it's like it's still pretty expensive so I held off and I'm planning on taking my dad when I go eventually and my mom they need to both experience it I think in the next few years we'll probably head out there and go yeah I need to get uh, nominated (laughs) yeah yeah no um I've been a member for 10 years so I know about 10 years in October so I've been seven yeah. times to the to the Grammys. Um, it's a, it's an Ooh. expensive trip. People, a lot of people seem to think that, um, you know, you become a member and that you um you get free tickets, but it's not. The whole trip, the whole trip every one. year costs <laughs> at least three three thousand dollars. You have to pay oh, for yeah, the at least. Ticket, the party ticket. You you go to all these networking events. I go to a lot of events. Um, the dress. Your Uber, Lyft, it's very expensive. I mean, I know for myself, going the first time was like, oh, and awe and stuff like that. And then after that, you're just like, oh, it's the Grammys. Um, and when I tell people, like, oh, my God, you're so nonchalant about it. I said, well, you've gone several times. You know how it is. I'm, I'm going to say it's a very expensive photo op. And networking, uh-huh. I tell people you become a member, you should go at least once. To experience yes. the whole yes. uh, the whole dynamic of things, um, I yes. personally love um, going to the after party because there's it's a lot of fun. You get to hang out with friends, and I, I, I and I love uh, Grammy Week because I get to hang out with people I just don't get to see all the time out yeah. there. And so, you yeah. know, you get on reunion. Facebook. Yeah, it's like a it's like a reunion. Sure. It's um, <laughs> definitely definitely crazy. Um, but it's a lot. Well, Natalie, I'm gonna have to meet you there. But yeah, no, definitely. I'll let you know. I'll let you know all the networking parties and stuff like uh, that are oh, out God. there at that time. Um, That'd be awesome. When you are, what is your like your songwriting process? And ah. if, you, if you have writer's block, how do you deal with it? Ah, great question. Oh my gosh. Um, 
I so my process has been pretty pretty similar um, throughout the entire ten years I've been recording now, um, and I would say that is start with an idea, um, mm-hmm. something that's been like before I go in. We don't have our sessions until the afternoon into the evening, like late hours sometimes. Um, we usually start around two and then um, we'll hop in and I go into the studio with my producer, Josh Vegan, AKA Yesh. Um, he and I will sit down and he really, it's great because he pulls things out of me. Um, like it's like I'm sitting down with a therapist pretty much. And he'll okay. just say, what's on your mind? And like that, I already know, like from the amount of times we've worked together, it's kind of like the incentive to start a song, which is what's on your mind. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how we go into it. You know, I'll usually have some notes from that morning. Like I wake up a lot of times with inspiration and that's like where the subject of the song will come on and how we start working on them is, um, We'll, we'll, he'll usually have like a beat or something. And if I gravitate towards one of them, I kind of like land on one and then we'll build the track and um, we'll come up with, um, sometimes we'll start with a chorus because we'll just have like a really solid idea of what we want the, the main point of the song to be. And other times we start with verses. Um, typically though with verses kind of getting into the, the concept of the, the grand theme of it. Um, And and then we go from there. We write um, we write everything um, in a few hours and record everything typically within a few hours. So we'll have a song done in a day usually. Um, and then, um, but my but my process has been a lot different in the recent months because of my um, my the, the direction I've changed. You know, um, I've. I think going in wanting to write about my journey um, started to have a lot of pressure on me. Like it, it, it weighed in a lot. And I was like, oh, my gosh, wonder if I don't say the right thing or wonder if I don't this and that. Mm-hmm. So um, changing to this um, to worship music has been a true gift to me because um, it's just been effortless. I think um, my last session we were out there, gosh, we were out there in March and I woke up at like 7 a.m. with this thought in my head and I'm like oh my gosh that's I I, that he's giving me that right now I'm going to write about that today so literally I got in the studio and like we have to write about this like this is what the concept of the song is and he's like oh my gosh that's amazing let's just go with it you know and then Mm -hmm. we kind of set into a vibe like are we wanting this to be an up tempo or we want in a ballad so then we get you know a ballad tempo click going in and then we just start coming up with lines and lyrics and he'll start composing and adding you know a a piano line or a guitar line or a synth line and I'll just start working on um, melodies to kind of compose uh, the verses and different hooks that might really catch the listener's ear and then we'll record them on a voice memo and kind of go through them and decide which one kind what one hooked the best um, right. and see if we can you know one up that anyway and if we we don't think we can we go with that hook add lyrics to the hook um, and for anybody who doesn't know what a hook is um, that's or the melody that's like it's like the movement of the actual notes in the song that make like it, you know, hooky. Um, but, uh, so we'll work on that. And, um, but it's been a lot easier, like I said, cause I've been getting all the things I've, I've, I've been getting all the meanings of the song 
before right. I've even gone into the studio. Like I, the answers have just been given to me right away and it's just been effortless to write about. So um, it's been a pretty easy process recently. Um, and in the past it was a little more difficult uh, when I would get writer's block, I'd go out, uh, get some water, sit in the sun, grab dinner, um, just take a little break because right. we sit in that room for a while and you start to get kind of like foggy and it's like I got to get some sunlight and I got to get some fresh air because that's kind of the first um, sign that I'm going into like sleep mode. So, um, yeah, water and fresh air and sunlight are the first forms of writer's block that I use and um, some food typically. Um, and if we're really just not sinking in with it, we stop. We don't force ourselves to do anything we don't want to do. And if um, the writing isn't coming effortlessly, then we kind of um, we move on to the, the next thing. And if we decide to come back to it, we might finish it and be like, wow, I'm so glad we came back to this. Or we might say, you know what, I'm glad we never did come back to that because that wasn't right. the one for sure. Yeah. It's a different process every time, but but still very similar and and in how I've gone about it over the past 10 years, that's for sure. Awesome. Now I have another one of your songs. I, I chose Oh Lord. Tell me what that's oh, about. Oh, yeah. Oh, that one came out right when the pandemic was kind of in its thick after everything with George Floyd had happened. Mm-hmm. And um, if you know the lyrics, um, Oh Lord, um I take a look around, everything's upside down. I think that's kind of a sign that our world is just, uh, I, I was very angry writing the song, but also extremely grateful. Like I could feel the anger of society while writing this, but also saying like, let's take that anger and channel it into something positive. Even though this is hard right now to think of anything positive right now with all that's going on with the body counts that we have that no one wants to talk about. You know, these are all the lyrics. Um, like, let's, let's, let's show the people who are trying to bring us down that we are stronger than them by, by being grateful and by showing that they can't take us down no matter what they do, you know. Um, so, oh, Lord, you're good to me. Um, he is good to us. Society isn't, but he is. And I think giving the gratitude to him um, and expressing our faithfulness to him, even through the trials, um, just shows who we are um, and how how strong we are in our journeys, um, that we won't let anyone take us down and that we won't let anyone throw us um, off as long as we stayed focused on the thing that's most important, you know. Um, so that's pretty much what Oh Lord is about, you know. Oh Lord, you're good to me, and yeah. Let me play it. Mm-hmm. I take a look around. Everything's upside down. Thank <laughs> you. 
wish I would have known yeah. before I got into the music industry. Three, three things you wish you had um, known before getting into it, yeah. Um, first thing is that um, no one else's journey is going to look like your journey. Like, I always had this thought in my head that I would be a famous singer like Celine Dion and be filling massive stadiums and stuff, and that may happen, and it may not happen, but it doesn't mean that I'm not making a difference just as much as Celine Dion did in someone's life as she did in my life. So um, mm-hmm. no one's journey looks the same. That's one thing that um, yeah. I wish I'd known. Yeah, because the comparison game really can kill an artist's spirit, you know, like thinking I'm not where she is or I'm not where he is um, and I'm older than them or I'm more talented or I'm this or that, you know. Right. So the comparison game, like, no go. Just do your journey and, and you'll make way the way you're supposed to make way. That's one thing I wish I would have known from the get go. Um, the second thing is, is um, you'll always have like little nuggets if you keep working towards like the goal that you're working towards. Like if you're just putting music out because it's fun, like that's amazing. Um, um, I also feel like um, those who have that vision um, and have an idea of like what they represent and what they bring to the table, having that clear, concise vision will really help you in that journey. So um, I think the beginning of my writing um, back in 2014, 15, 16, I didn't really know who I was as an artist. I just wanted mm-hmm. to write and I wanted to sing. Right. And that's all I cared about. Whereas now with a more focused direction of where I'm going, I feel um, a little more whole um, as a person and an artist, which makes 
the music that much better and the journey that much sweeter. Um, so um, just being mindful of when you hit those marks and acknowledge them and appreciate them and be grateful for them. And um, last thing is um, there's a lot of fake people, but there's a lot of really real people too. So I know that there's a lot of people that like to slam um, people in the industry and talk about the hardships, which of course there are those people, but let's acknowledge the ones who are making way for those who need and want to have a voice and who are inspiring and who are motivating. Um, so really cling to the people that um, you feel the good juju from and the ones who you aren't feeling that good juju from, um, you know, step away a bit if you need to. But um, that, that's kind of, that's where I'd go with that. I'd say don't, don't compare your journey. Um, it's not a perfect one. Um, be mindful of those things that, you know, level you up a bit in the industry and in your own journey and um, be grateful for the people who are there supporting you and who are, are um, in it for the good things in the industry. Yeah. And the, the, the ones that I add on to that is uh, the music business is very rough. It's tough. Oh, you yeah. really have to love it to want to stay in it. Um, it's a 24 yeah. day job, 24 hour, seven day job. Um, also, um, to piggyback off of, uh, there's some just funky people in the moon people, funky people in it. Um, mm-hmm. seems like, uh, scammers know when an, a person's an up and coming artist is out there. Cause it's almost like they can sniff them out. So I always tell people oh, yeah. to do due diligence, do your research on anybody that contacts you about saying they're going to make you a star and you have to pay money, do this, that, and the other, please. You know, you have to yeah. do your due diligence. Talk to people that have worked with these people, not worked with these people. I don't know. But make sure that you do that because in the end you'll learn. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just really sad. And the other thing that I would add to it is that music is so much different now. You know, when you're, let's say you're a person that wants to go viral with your music. It's not just about back in the day you, you you had a little record in your right. hand you would go to the radio station and say oh can you play me and they might play you now it's it's just right. it's tough i mean it's not like that it's pay to play um you you have social media you have to see if your music yep. works on social media um, it's a lot more work and the, and the other down the other side that i think a lot of people don't see is that there are some people that are cat cows in the sense that They'll grab a person that really can't even sing. It's not about the music anymore. And they make them famous out of trash. It's, I'm, and I'm sorry. It's, it's trash, yes. trash music. Yes. Music. Yes. Nonsense yes. music. And there's this girl called, I always talk about her, Cash Me Out Girl. She was on Dr. Phil. Nasty little girl. Nasty. I think <laughs> Warner, it was either Warner Music, Sony, I can't remember which label, grabbed her. Put her on a label. She made millions of dollars. Now she's on OnlyFans. She makes a lot of money, all because she was nasty. You know, not not a person that you know wants to make a difference in the world. And it, you know, people can do what they want with their music. You can brand yourself to do this, that, and the other. I do appreciate uh, people make music because they want somebody to feel something. Um, But if you're just out there to become famous, that's your thing. I can't judge you, but I appreciate the people (laughs) trying to. I appreciate the people that are trying to make a difference. Yeah, yes, that's that. I 
think that's the whole thing is finding the people in that in, in here that are trying to make a difference. Cause like you said, not everyone is trying to make a difference. They're just trying to make a buck and no offense. Like I don't really care to support you making the buck. If you're not giving out the energy that our world needs right now, if you're supporting right. the movement that we're, we're needing to veer away from, I'm going to go the complete opposite of you, you know, of if anything. <laughs> I agree with you. Oh, yeah. One- I agree with you 100%. Well, Girl, uh, that's the industry. Well, that's the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's the industry. You know what? If it's your thing, you know, I always tell people, figure out your brand, do your thing. And I always tell people, you know, you need to believe in yourself. You know, people don't have your vision. They may not understand your vision, but here's the thing. Whatever you put out, there's somebody that's going to be listening to your music because it's going to move them in the way that somebody else can't. So keep being you, do you. Don't let anybody ever change who you are as an as a person and as an artist. That's the bottom line. 100%. That is you know the bottom. That's, that, and I, that's the takeaway. Don't ever let anybody change you. You just keep on that path. You're, good, you're doing good, you know. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, honey, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed our chat here. Um, I've learned a lot about you. you. I love your music. You're fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me on. And I'm glad we got to, we got to connect and, and I'd love to learn even more about you sometime. And um, I, I know you've made your way in the industry and have done so many incredible things. So I just appreciate you taking this time out to talk to me, to recognize what I'm trying to do as well. And, and um, I appreciate you and we'll keep following you. For sure. We'll definitely follow you. And we have to set up another IG live because that was just. Oh, yeah. I know. I was like, what is going on? I've never had this happen before. So, yeah, I would love to do another another Instagram live for sure for the friends on the social platforms. That'd be great. It was just a fluke. It's just crazy. All righty. Well, everybody, (laughs) this is chatting with Nat, and this was the amazing Honey Rebar, a singer-songwriter Honey Rebar that does it all. You can find her at www.honeyrebar.com, Honey Rebar on YouTube, Honey Rebar on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and Twitter. And if you don't remember that, you can just Google. Google is your friend. And remember, you can always <laughs> still buy, buy music. A $1.29 won't kill you. $5.99 won't kill you. Especially if you're going to Target, not Target. If, especially if you're going to Starbucks and you're buying a coffee for five bucks, we you can so still do it. Let's get back to those times because you know what? Investing in somebody's music is investing in yourself. And remember to always be who you are. It doesn't matter what other people think, as long as you know you love yourself. And that's mm-hmm. that. Thank you, honey. Until <laughs> next time. <laughs> I like the under honey, honey. All right, so until next time <laughs> on chatting with Nat. Thank you, honey. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Natalie. Have a good night. Same to you. Thanks. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.